You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. And if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome to the program on this very, very rainy and flooded Wednesday here in Birmingham, Alabama. Matt Coulter, Jay Barker taking a couple of days off. Lars Anderson, Brittany Wagner. Wagner is in the house, and so is uh, our fabulous intern, uh, Alex Bauman, who someday someday later this week we're going to have to give him a nickname in in the way Rick and Bubba do things. But anyway, first (laughs) and foremost, um, our thoughts to all those that have suffered the flood, Silicaga, downtown Birmingham, many areas in and around Birmingham got three to five and a half inches of rain. Plus, it was a spectacular lightning show that went along with it. But I, um, I trust Brittany, you're okay as a result of that. Yeah, I'm good. Thank goodness, good? Matt. You and I don't live far from each other, and I, I don't know, can't recall hearing like sonic boom thunder like we did last night for a long time in sort of that valley of uh, Vestavia Hills. Um, and it was the it was the boom, and then the boom. I, I, I timed one out at about sixteen seconds. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm a huge fan of thunderstorms, rain, lightning. 
when you keep its distance and you understand its fury. Uh, this morning uh, and overnight, it, it got it got ridiculous, and I, just, I certainly have my thoughts and prayers out for all. Alex, everything out in Chelsea? Uh, everything out there? Okay, it's been a good out there. Okay, no no flooding down there in the Narrows. I don't believe so. Okay, good. No, no trouble on the way in. Okay, all right. Now, Brittany, what is today? Today's National Friendship Day, y'all. Yay, everybody for friendship. I know, everybody for friendship. We're going to start this on a light and fuzzy note and end it not so much. It's not going to end on one, I promise you. It's National Friendship Day. So shout out to my three best friends who are out there, Brandy, Tiffany, and Nicole. Yeah. Round the horn. Give me a couple of your best friends. I don't have any friends. Me? Well, thank you. Brittany's my friend, yes. Shout out to (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I'm grumpy. Uh, if you think grumpy, wait till we get into this uh, Deshaun Watson deal. Before that, though, I, I do want to start with what you've been doing the last few days, Brittany. Yeah. And uh, I need some free advice from you. Okay. Rather than, you know, the 10000 you normally charge to uh-huh. give advice. <laughs> uh, I'm speaking to the Alabama Sports Writers uh, Convention at the Alabama Sports Writers Convention next, next week. Now, do you have a version of one speech that you craft to the different audiences or is each speech you do different just in the last few days you know we've been texting and you were down in Destin talking to a group and then you're just up in Nashville talking to a group um you know how do you approach each different different speaking gig so I so those two groups pretty much got the same speech because they were it's court they were both corporate um, leadership type conferences. So they pretty much got the same speech, tweaked a tiny bit, but not much. I have about five kind of stock speeches based on the audience because sometimes I'm speaking to students. They're obviously going to get a different speech. Sometimes I'm speaking to educators. They get a little different spill. So I have like about five stock speeches that are saved and labeled on my computer like 45-minute leadership speech, 30-minute leadership speech, you know, and and then when I when I get the audience, get the information on the audience, I'll go in and I'll review that stock speech. And I may tweak a little bit here and there based on the audience that I know I'm getting. Um, yeah. Or sometimes people say, like, this is what we want from you. And they're very specific yeah. about, like, we want a women empowerment speech. Well, then I have to write that. That's to- that'll be something. Do you, like, have a totally. call beforehand with yeah. the, sort of the leader of the group that you're going to be talking yeah, to? And- My business manager, who y'all met last week, Matt Hoddle. Yeah. So he is the one that vets everybody and talks to everybody. And then at one point, they flip it to me. And then I get into, like, the details of, like, the day and what they're looking for. And, yeah. So you obviously you start on Last Chance You. Do you lean on that or your experiences there, your experiences with uh, different players? You know, what what is the themes that you hit on? Yeah, I used to lean on Last Chance You a lot. Now I, I start with it because it's what everybody, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of start with it and start with my story. But the gist of my story, it's, it's I, I do tell stories of athletes because I think that's super inspiring. But, you know, those stories illustrate the three points that I'm trying to make. And I use stories of athletes I've worked with to illustrate those points. Not all of those athletes were on Last Chance U. And some of them, honestly, have been post me working in at a school. Like some of these athletes I've met since I've owned my own company and been out on the road. And they're just super inspiring stories. And so it's not even athletes that I, you know, was working with one-on-one at East Mississippi. So many people in all sorts of different uh, 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 
careers, you know, have to reinvent themselves during the course of their career, uh, whether or not you're in journalism or business or, or what have you. And so you've you've kind of done that a little bit, a right? Lot. You, you had to, you had to transition, uh, leaving leaving the school and uh, and coming in becoming. I, I assume right now primary income is public speaking. Yes. So how did that transition go for you? And was it scary? To- it's extremely scary because you're banking on yourself. I mean, your livelihood is is you're banking on yourself, and you're banking on being good at something that you've really never done. Um, I was not, you know, I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't a public speaker. I was an academic counselor. And so I'm kind of banking on this whole new thing. And I mean, I think you constantly have to reinvent yourself. I mean, I've, you know, I had to, I had to reinvent myself during COVID and start doing things Zoom. And that takes a totally different level of energy and a totally different method than when you're doing it live. I mean, I think it's a, you're, you know, there's a constant adaptability there if you're good at it. And Matt, you've done a, a good bit of public speaking yourself, uh, and a lot of emceeing, and, and I guess that's a different animal. But when you when you do public speaking uh, events, do you have the same stock speech, or do you uh, tailor it, or do you come up with a new one each time? Most of the groups I speak to are sports oriented, so yeah, I've I've got my platform already, and then you do tailor it. Like you said, you talk to whoever the president of the club or whatever is, and you talk to them, and uh, you might even find some details about a member you can make fun of, if it's okay, just to lighten the mood. But I've been fortunate enough to speak to touchdown clubs. You do this. Touchdown clubs. Yeah. uh, Quarterback clubs. Tip-off clubs. And, you know, my subject is kind of just handed to me by what's happened every day. But then, you know, then you go back and, like, you go through – you know, your dealings with Last Chance You. I'll go back and my dealings with certain people that I've had the pleasure of meeting, and then you go from there. It's the combination of what you guys do. Yeah. Now, I was just talking to uh, a buddy of mine who we were, worked at SI for a long time together, and he is still doing books. He's written like 30 books, Don Yeager. And he also now speaks all across the country. And he'll be speaking to the University of Alabama. Are you speaking to the team this year? No, I'm not. They don't. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll leave it <laughs> <Yeah>. at that. <laughs> I don't think they like women coming in. Touch a nerve? There, Ooh. which does touch a nerve. <laughs> okay, let's explore this. Why do, you, why do you say that? I, I, they won't. They, From what I understand, they don't hire women to come speak to the team. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting start to the um, show. Yeah, yeah, but but basically, I mean, Don charges a lot, and uh, because you can get a lot, and like if you hey, you're you're worth what whatever anybody will pay, and he essentially has four versions of the same speech that he tailors, and just kind of like what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get nervous? So I, I was told that the group I spoke to yesterday in Nashville, um, I was told that so far their best keynote had been Houston Nut. And they were like, so that's your bar. Like, you've got to beat Houston Nut. Like, that was kind of the running joke at the dinner the night before. And so I got done yesterday, and I was like, you know, taking pictures and talking to people afterward. And the, and the, the president of the company came up and said, oh, my gosh, you crushed him. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, pick suey. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a Mississippi State victory, huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Do you get nervous anymore? No. Mm-mm. No. Boy, I really I do. don't. I still get that way. But I think that's good. It keeps you on edge. It keeps you focused. Yeah. Not that, I, get, that you're I definitely not get focused. I definitely yeah. have a routine and a ritual before. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't really do the phone thing before. Like, I do definitely get in the zone and get 
focused in, dialed in, but I don't really get all of the like nerves and butterfly and like sick to my stomach feeling anymore. I think Lars yeah. does. No, you don't. Matt, I've been teaching now for yeah. over a decade. That's not what you've Once told you me, Robin. That's not true. I mean, Matt, you're so uh, full of it. Uh, you want me to tell you what you've told me? You want me to say that on air? Because I'm not for it. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's not go there. We have huge stories today. Yeah. Uh, the LIV thing with DeChambeau and now Patrick Reed are going. Uh, Walmart is now the owner of the Denver Broncos. Say what? And then this Deshaun Watson story has absolutely just blown up locally, nationwide. And some of the details, folks, that are coming out now, we'll discuss on the other side of this break. But I can think of only one word, disturbing. Disturbing. And they're so disturbing that we can't even discuss all of them on air because we try to be a family-friendly show. But uh, if half of what these accusations are are, are true I, I i can't see deshaun watson playing next year in the nfl i just can't i, I don't why, why the browns in the nfl not doing anything? i I, have, I i think if deshaun watson wasn't completely uh transparent and he gave the browns all didn't give the browns all the information uh that he had or or everything that he had done I mean, 66, this New York Times report is really troubling. 66 massage therapists over a course of 17 months. And we'll get into that on the other side. But I think there is a possible way for the Browns to avoid the contract. The question is, does Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, want to do that? Why did they sign him in the first place? Well, they. what do desperate people do? Stupid things. <laughs> and uh, and the, the Browns owner is, is desperate. They're desperate to win. Cleveland has been down for so long. Like, didn't you see it coming? Weren't you aware already? And you still got Baker Mayfield under contract. I mean, can you? Any, is there any way to transition from uh, back. go back to Baker Mayfield? Uh, they may have to, because yeah. I agree with you. And we'll find out from Brittany on the other side of this break whether or not we'll ever see him play for the Browns or, or play in the NFL. This is this is deep bad stuff. However, this is also National Friendship Day. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hug your friend, everyone. Uh, you, you know what? Going back to what we were talking about, you are full of poo. You have a lot of really good friends. <laughs> you know. know that. You are my good friend. Well, man. and I feel like uh, likewise. But, uh, <laughs> you talked about some of those. Yeah. No, uh, Carrie, I, I, yeah, I got friends all you, around. You got country. friends in all places. I do. High, you got friends high, in high places. places. <laughs> good time hey. for a break. By the way, Tim Brando will join us at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. You're Are listening you to Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times, a few passing showers and strong thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88, the low tonight, 70. Tomorrow and Friday, partly sunny both days with widely scattered showers and storms. Highs between 87 and 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Anderson, 
Alex Bowman's in the studio, and it's Women on Wednesday, so Brittany Wagner is here as well. But why can't we be friends? Right. Uh, great song. We can be friends, and especially on National Friendship Day. I'm going to give you about an hour here, guys, because we have guests and topics. But just to put that in the back of your mind, I want you to come up. This is your uh, over-the-summer project, what friendship means to you. Oh, do we have to write an essay? No, you just, y'all are public speakers. <laughs> you got tell. this. You got this. Just tell us. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a good homework assignment. I'll work on yeah. that. Well, <laughs> do you give a lot of homework? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta write uh some stories and do reporting um can't, yeah. can't do that in class the only way to learn how to uh, do journalism or is to get out there and and actually perform it and then you know have someone critique it um it's it's a tough part of this business is getting actual experience yes and uh but you can provide that in a classroom sometimes not, not, i'm not trying to one up you but sometimes you can't provide that environment uh, for broadcasting, which is exactly why our friend Alex is here. Lars, you're reading the story. Brittany, you've read the story. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm, I'm going to read the first line of this particular story, and then we're just going to go for a little while. Brando will be on. I'm sure we'll pick this back up with him. The New York Times reported Tuesday that Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson booked massage appointments with at least 66 different women over 17 months. From fall 2019 through spring of 2021, the list of the 66 includes the 24 women who have filed lawsuits against Watson, including two more just in the past week. Uh, I think we've all known that this has been going on, but Lars, uh, I'm going to hand this to you. Some of the details that are now being released from these 66 slash 24 women are... uh, in my opinion, not just disturbing, they're criminal. It certainly seems to rise to the level of uh, criminal behavior, no question. Um, yeah, so the New York Times spent two months investigating this, and uh, the writer is Jenny Ventress. And, and Jenny and I work together at the magazine, and, man, she is one of the best investigative reporters in the country. And if Jenny, if Jenny is going to look into you, she'll, she'll, she'll find it all out. There's no question in my mind. Like the equivalent of seeing 60 minutes on your doorstep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, she's a terrific reporter. And uh, so I don't think this is the first bombshell story we're going to get from the Times. Times didn't spend two months on this for one story. There, there's more coming. There's definitely more coming. And, um, you know, 66 different massage therapists, Brittany, over 17 months. Now, it, don't you normally... You, you find a massage therapist who you like if you're a professional athlete, and you stick with that massage therapist so uh, he or she has a uh, background knowledge of the issues you need worked on. Yeah. And then if you're traveling, I mean, I would think at, at that level, that person may would, travel. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, or yeah, sure. you've at least got people in the cities that you go to regularly, the same person in those cities that knows, you know, what they're working on. Don't and, teams and, have and massage also, therapists? Yeah, yes. I would think. And also what's uh, disturbing about this piece is that uh, it looked like, it certainly looks like that Watson's conduct was enabled by the Houston Texans because the Houston Texans provided Watson with a venue for some of the appointments and a a team representative also gave him a non-disclosure agreement after a woman uh, gave him non-disclosure agreements 
for the uh, therapist to sign after one woman threatened to sue him uh, and expose his behavior. And then Rusty Harden, Watson's lawyer, he just, you know, what, what, is a, what, what does a lawyer tell his client the first thing if you're involved in a, a civil lawsuit or a, a criminal one is shut your damn mouth, right? But <laughs> Rusty Harden, Watson's lawyer, has been opening his mouth. And he said in an interview that Watson, uh, or that he said in an interview that uh, happy, quote unquote, happy endings are. Uh, he implied that they're they're common, right? And so this then suggests that that Deshaun Watson had an expectation of some sort of sexual interaction in uh, in, in these massage appointments. And uh, look, the, the the gist of all these, uh, uh, I, I don't even know where to go with this, yeah. to be honest, because it's, um, you know, the, the, the woman, the women, the, the gist of all these allegations have become familiar. The, the, the massage therapists have complained that Watson turned the massages sexual without their consent, including purposely touching uh, these women with his private part and coercing sexual acts. And that's really as deep as we should go. The details yeah. are are are. I mean, you got, are you got these women leaving the room crying. You're not a massage therapist that went to school to go in and give an athlete a massage and leave a room crying. If you're leaving that room crying, something went down in that room that was not okay with you. Yeah, and I think there's <laughs> been more than one uh, of these uh, massage therapists who had to had quit the profession after their interaction with Deshaun Watson. Interesting. And um, you know what else is interesting? In the timeline, 2019 to 2021, what was going on? COVID. Yeah. And we're so concerned about COVID that we have 66 different women coming in. You know, I talked to Lars (laughs) yesterday on our podcast, and I gave the dumb, dumb cliche quote about smoke and fire. There's no smoke here. There's a blaze. And there are several people that have allowed fire uh, to continue. They've poured gas on it. And I would point my finger directly, like you just said, Lars, at the Houston Texans. Five of these women called the franchise to complain about it. What did they do? Zero. And then at the, the national level, what's Goodell doing about this? What are the Browns doing about this? Why aren't there charges being filed? Why didn't the Browns talk to any of the, at the time it was 22 women who had filed civil lawsuits, but now it's up to 24. Why didn't the Browns talk to one of those 22 they women? They didn't want to know, Lars. They didn't want to know, and they they wanted to sign that quarterback and throw him all that money. And now, uh, as a result, uh, they may end up uh, in a deficit on more than so, one level. I, I know we got to go to break here, but uh, Brittany, what what do you think should happen here? I mean, it, it, I, there we should be clear that there's been no criminal charges filed against Deshaun Watson. Two grand juries uh, in re- Texas, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they haven't been filed yet. Two grand juries so far have have declined to uh, to pursue any uh, criminal charges. But um, you just look at these civil suits, and and it's just uh, it's 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 sickening. It's it's sickening. But what do you think should happen? Well, he can't play football in the National Football League next year. He cannot. I mean, like, come on, like. 
We have we've had too many situations that we've passed over and allowed these guys to keep playing. And this is the one that it's got to stop. Like you've got to set a precedent. You've got to you've you've got to make it hard to to me. It's not even a hard decision, but I guess it appears to be hard for some people to make. But you've got to make the decision. This is not going to be allowed to happen when you're playing professional football in the National Football League. That's Brittany Wagner along with Lars Anderson. Yes, very well put. And um, Matt Coulter right here on the Jay Barker Show. Jay's taking a couple of days off. Tim Brando, Timmy, is coming up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Jerry Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds. 
built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, I can help you if I can. All I need oh, is my brother. Dave Parker Show, Matt, Brittany, I'm Lars, and it's National Friendship Day. So there you go with little Joe Cocker. Speaking of friends, Lars. Our next guest is the one and only Tim Brando of Fox Sports. And uh, I, I believe Tim has worked at every major network throughout his uh, legendary <laughs> and what will be Hall of Fame career. But, Tim, I, I, I want to start with uh, you just spent some time in, in God's country, my home state of Nebraska, uh, yeah. hanging out with Larry the Cable Guy. And just to show you that everybody knows each other who's from Nebraska, uh, I've known Dan uh, Whitney. That's Dan, that's Larry the Cable <clears throat> name. I've known Dan for a, a good bit, and he he's so much fun to be around. Just tell what was the what was the tournament like, and what was your experience like in Nebraska? Well, he's been after me since we met <clears throat> at the Super Bowl <clears throat> in Indianapolis, quite by chance. You know how Super Bowls are large. You've been to them especially if you're doing a national radio show that also happens to be televised, which I was back then uh, with CBS Sports Network and also Sirius XM. And uh, the show had run for, gosh, 14, 15 years. As a matter of fact, it was the American Business Journal, uh, which, of course, spawned Sports Business Journal uh, and that great family that's been so good for so long in Charlotte that that, uh, got me to do radio. And um, by that time... Uh, they had gotten out of the radio business, um, American Business Journal, and uh, Yahoo had come in, and then Sirius came in and got me, and then CBS televised the show. But I'm there doing a Super Bowl, you know, in the convention center there in Indianapolis, and, and I think I, I want to say, uh, uh, name the great defensive lineman from Alabama. This is this will blow you away. Great defensive lineman from Alabama that went on to Buffalo. A great defensive lineman. Drafted in 12 or 13 that went to Buffalo from Alabama. Can you, can you guys help me out with that one? Yeah. He's the uh, guy that hit Colt McCoy. Yeah. Uh, Marcel Darius. Marcel Enormous Darius. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Darius. Yeah, Mar- We've got Darius on the show. And sometimes when you're doing a show at the Super Bowl, you know, these uh, different promoters of different uh, endorsements are bringing different people. Well, uh Get Her Done was being promoted by uh, 
HBO with some blue-collar humor, and we had Darius, who was promoting some uh, item, and then, this will blow you away, the third guest was being brought to me by CBS, who was on his way towards retirement, Bob Schieffer. Okay, now think about that threesome doing a segment of radio at the Super Bowl. Bob Schieffer, Marcel Darius, and Larry the Cable guy. Wow. I mean... You got to make fifteen and to twenty you. minutes work with these three guys, and they're all icons. They're all humongous talents, but they are going to di- directly different audiences. Okay, I don't think Marcel knew who Dan was. Okay, I don't. I'm pretty sure he didn't know who he was. Uh, Dan knew exactly who Marcel was, and Schieffer, who is an old TCU Horn Frog and a real college football fanatic. Um, he, um, at that time, Kaylee Hartung, who now works for Good Morning America, who's a Baton Rouge girl, had been, she was with CBS Sports Network at the time, but she had worked for, for Bob, uh, in Washington. That's how she cut her journalistic teeth, was working as his assistant on, uh, on, on, uh, you know, Face the Nation. And Face the Nation. so I got these three people <laughs> and we made it work. You know, we made it work. And it was fun, and uh, and Dan, you know, people don't know this about Dan. He plays the, you know, the redneck getter done. Uh, but that was just one character among the many bits that he did as a stand-up act for years. Uh, he's a Midwesterner, you know, grew up on a pig farm, and uh, he he actually had a, a career that was not going very well until uh, one of his buddies, one of his coworkers, said, "Hey, man, you need to stay with that Larry the Cable Guy thing." So. We became friends after that, and he was a regular on my show, and he's been after me to come and play at, at his tournament, and we have had so much fun through the years. He's taken care of my producers, former producers and talent, uh, hosted them at his suite at the Nebraska. Whenever Spencer and I go in to do a game, he'll have our whole crew come out to his compound, and trust me, it is a compound, in Walton, Nebraska, which is you know a few dirt roads, off the beaten path north of um, of uh, Lincoln, yeah. and uh, but I've never been able to come and play in this tournament for whatever reason. Either uh, uh, we had a wedding, one of our girls was getting married, or we had ba- grandbabies and we had uh, christenings taking place. You know, and it, in my life, everything has to happen in the spring and summer because I'm I'm out of town in the fall and the winter. Family, so I finally got there, and it was great. He he gives back in ways that just blow you away. Um, and Lincoln's not a particularly big place, as you know. Uh, it's, it's about 190, 200,000 tops. And without the school, it would probably be 100,000 or less. But he raises over a million dollars a year, over a million dollars a year with his tournament. And, uh, you know, for, for hospital charities, for pediatric care, it's just amazing, you know, what he's able to do. And, uh, Lars, you'll get a kick out of this for the Oklahoma. Nebraska game at the auction the night before. Have a silent auction and a live auction. He's got 34 seats in his box. He's got the most palatial box uh, at Memorial mm-hmm. Stadium in Lincoln. It's the best and, box. Uh, 34 the yeah. He's got a better box Oklahoma. than Tom Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Nebraska in Lincoln for the first time since the series ended. You know, 25, 30, whatever it is. Many, many years ago. Since, since uh, Lincoln since Nebraska went to the Big Ten, okay? And he sold four of those tickets. He had a, he had it going back and forth to 
two guys were really going hard after him. And when when it started, the bidding started at ten grand. It got up to twenty five, and then he said, "You know what? I'm going to give up. Hey, four of my buddies are just going to have to sit this one out. Sorry, fellas. I'm going to give both of these guys four tickets." And we're going to take the fifty thousand for the charity. <laughs> so, nice. It's just fun watching that stuff. That's you know, great. he's just as good a guy as you'll find. And uh, yeah, Larry the Cable guy's an act, but he's not. I mean, he's he's as genuine a human being as you'll ever find. There is a phrase called Nebraska nice, Matt. Uh, well, and especially <laughs> yeah. on French. Yeah. Oh yeah. You need to recognize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim Brando is yeah. our guest here on the Jay Barker Show. Tim. Thank you for your time. I want to jump into the Deshaun Watson story, but there are so many directions, and I'm going to let you take the ball from here. But the first thing I'm going to ask you is, will he suit up and play for the Browns next year? I think so. Yeah, I do. There's a lot of legal red tape, obviously, uh, to deal with. But I don't know that you make that move. You don't do that unless you believe you can do that. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with Spencer Tillman who, of course, is in Houston and does the Texans preseason games and has since the since the team was uh, founded as an old oiler. That's the other thing that really Spencer does on the air besides the work he does with Fox. And, you know, knowing Deshaun as I did, and he did too in college, so much of what I was hearing, I just couldn't fathom. You know, I, I, I didn't. But at the same time, it seemed to me that because of what happened and all of those allegations that were out there were there were too many <clears throat> to make your 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 case it was almost indefensible because there were so many allegations you couldn't do it and then i i think that the organization i think the texans kind of blundered with it they, they didn't handle it particularly well uh for him to have an opportunity he had to get out of there i don't think there's any question about that uh and i i just have a feeling that that they would not have done this uh, if not, there had to been a, 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 a wink and a nod from somebody within the NFL. Uh, I'm not as close to it, obviously, as I'd like to be. <clears throat> but, you know, in my conversations with Spencer, who I trust, you know, more than anyone, he, he really believed that one day Deshaun would get back, but it would never be in Houston. It couldn't be in Houston. There would be no way. So, that's my thought on it. It's a complex story, and the specifics I think you really have to understand and know. And, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not an investigative reporter like Lars, so, you know, you have to take that to another level. But something tells me that, yes, he will play. Now, when may not be the first week, but at some point next year, I think he will play. It'll be interesting to see how, how it all unfolds. Um, uh, so, Tim, can you stick around for another uh, segment? Sure, absolutely. So you guys, anytime. I want to ask. Oh, thank you so much. I want to ask <laughs> you uh, on the other well, side. Actually, yes, really more friend. for Brittany because she hasn't asked me anything yet. <laughs> hey. oh, that, that, that's coming up. That's coming but up. I, I, I also want to ask you about Ryan Day's uh, very honest comments oh, yeah. that he made yeah. last week that it's going to take. Uh, right. Uh, thirteen million to pay your top twenty six guys in order to compete for a national championship, but we'll get on the yeah. other side, Matt. We will. All right. Uh, thank you, Tim. Go to break. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times, a few passing showers and strong thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88, the low tonight, 70. Tomorrow and Friday, partly sunny both days with widely scattered showers and storms. Highs between 87 and 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes. When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you and said, honey, we may be thrilled But you'll never care me of our National Friendship Day song This one may be appropriate for those, for those in the studio animals uh, But anyway, this is the Jay Barker Show uh, Jay's taking a couple of days off I'm Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson uh, Brittany Wagner is with us as well And our guest, Tim Brando. Brittany, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hi, Brittany. So, okay, I'm going to take this to college football. I just saw that Reddit is reporting that C.J. Stroud just received a brand new Bentley worth $150,000 as a part of his NIL deal. So that coupled with Ryan Day's math that it's going to take $13 million to win a national championship. Give us your thoughts there. Well, it's the new world we live in. It's a cesspool, but we're swimming in it, and we have to understand <laughs> that people are going to have to people are going to have to come to grips with it. Uh, Brittany, let me let me begin my um, my diatribe here because it is going to sound a little bit like a diatribe. They sometimes do when I when I'm talking about college football and the, the total rudderless ship of leadership that we do not have. Um, you know. I was critical of uh, Dabo Sweeney uh, when he made some statements that I thought just were not a good look. I certainly was critical of Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and their kerfuffle just a few weeks ago. Uh, Ryan Day uh, is making, I believe they got him bumped up to $7 million, uh, last year. I mean, how bad of a look is it when the head coach of one of the proudest programs that historically recruits better than anyone not named SEC team recruits is out there publicly soliciting boosters for that much more money. I mean, it's just a bad look. We know it's okay. I understand that the coaches are trying to remain competitive, and we do have a situation, unfortunately, that has enabled unrestricted free agency with no salary cap. I I know that the circumstances are such that they feel they need to protect themselves and their programs, but my God, I believe they teach public relations at some of these institutions of higher learning, put the coaches in there too. They clearly haven't uh, taken any classes in it. Okay. Let me give you an example, isolated example. Let's say it's uh, game two, game three, uh, said uh, program from the um, uh, group of five comes into Columbus to play, a money game. They're going to get probably $2.5 million to play. A team like Tulsa, which I did in Columbus last year. And by the way, they were pretty competitive, only four points down 
uh, with about 10 minutes left in the game. Uh, Day's defense was, of course, going through that complete reboot after Oregon had upset them. Imagine if I were broadcasting the game and I said, well, what an amazing performance by Tulsa, given not only the injuries that they have on the offensive side of the ball, but that defense is um, is out is outpaid the Tulsa offense by eight point five million. Okay, and, and name, image, and likeness revenue. Imagine how that would be received by the president of Ohio State or by Gene Smith, the director of athletics at Ohio State. Uh, can you think? Would you would you think that the red phone would be ringing at the offices at Fox if I made that statement? You think? Absolutely. Well, now here's the Here's, now here's the, co- the coach of the program is saying it. I mean, we understand the circumstances, coach, and I'd say the same thing to Nick. I have said the same thing to Dabo. I mean, ca- fellas, you know, some things are, are better left said in the locker room or up on the hill when you're talking to your suits at the school. You know, we don't need this to be in another column from Dan Wetzel or Pat Forty or Lars Anderson, for Christ's sake. We don't, um, but it's all a byproduct of the, the the primal nature of this new set of circumstances that we're dealing with, and no one's getting any direction, okay? Greg Sankey looks to be primed to be the most powerful man in intercollegiate athletics, and he could, he could be, in my opinion, with his NCAA background, he could be a really good leader for all of college football. If if we really needed and wanted someone right now, he could be that guy. That's not what he's paid to do. He's paid to get separation from the S for the SEC and to make as many millions and billions of dollars for them as he possibly can. We got to find a way to get all of these leaders, whether it's the leader of the SEC, the leader of the ACC, Klyovkov, who's been with with uh, with Greg up on Capitol Hill. Somebody who the hell wants to be the Matthew McConaughey for college football mm. and get up yeah. and be Very an well effective said. leader and say something that either the athletic directors can't, the presidents of the institutions can't, or the commissioners can't. Because by God, McConaughey said something yesterday that no leader, either Republican or Democrat, has got grassroots sense enough to say. That's where we are right now. And somebody's got to do something before toe meets leather because we, we, we really do have something great here to say. We do. And it should flourish. And I keep telling people, listen, the sky's not falling. Doom and gloom is not here. Let's not blame these players. It's not the players' fault that they're getting Bentleys or that they're getting good NIL deals. All right? The seniors are catching up because for years they got nothing. They got nothing. But we have a chance between now and the end of this year when the midterm elections are over to find a way of regulating this once we see one party get control of both the House and the Senate. That's what I'm hearing, and I believe that that will happen. But in the meantime, somebody gets to these preeminent coaches who stand tall as leaders of the proudest programs in the college game. Stop making fools of yourself. So, Tim, we, we only have about a minute and a half here, but uh, do you think ultimately it is going to take federal legislation? Is that the, the, the yes. final resolution for this uh, yes. problem? Yes. 
and, and, and what will that what will, what would that what would that look like? Just setting caps, basically. Yes, yes, caps have to be put on it, and there needs to be of the the, the revenues that are out there from these collectibles that are out there. We need to have an across the board number that would ensure all athletes. And I'm not just talking football players, okay? I'm talking uh, women's basketball player, that there's a certain number that everyone will be able to ascertain. And, yes, those that are of greater value that play skilled positions are going to make more. And, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? College is there to, to, to uh, prepare you for life. Well, this just in. If you're an offensive guard and you're protecting the quarterback, you'll always make less money than that quarterback. So you might as well learn it now. But, yeah, we need to find a way to streamline these revenues. And, by the way, if some of the exorbitant television money can help do that, which it could, okay, percentages of that revenue could be shared with the players, a revenue share, if you will. But I do think it's going to take uh, both the House and the Senate uh, to oblige and help. Uh, because really what happened to the commissioners here was because the NCAA was so ineffective because they did nothing, they were left with a situation where they're trying to aim, you know, ready, aim, fire. Instead, we had ready, fire, aim. We went in reverse. We got yeah. we to gotta find a way to streamline it because, um, as they say, the ship has sailed. All we right. can maybe get it closer to the dock, but not to the dock. You're the best, Tim. Awesome stuff, Tim. Uh, speak in your mind, Tim Brando. Have a great week. See you. Thanks, Tim. You too, guys. And you too, Brittany. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurants. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa, and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
is Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. A lot of us are, I don't know if annoyed or tired is the right way. I mean, it's its just one of those things. Um, I mean, I've thought a lot about it, and it's like, look, like people are entitled to choose as they wish. You know, it's like I don't dislike DJ now. I don't think he's a bad dude. I don't, I'm not going to treat him any differently. It's like he's entitled to choose as he wish, and I think that the day and age that we live in now, it's just so negative that, I mean, you see it in everything, you know, sport, politics, whatever it is. It's like if you disagree with someone, you just feel that you're entitled to, like, hate them and talk bad about them and just bash their decision when everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't like I said, doesn't make him a bad person. Now, I'm, I'm disappointed and I wish that he and others wouldn't have done it, but that's their decision. You know, uh, I've said it all along. It's like guys can do as they wish. If they want to go, they can go. If they want to stay, they can stay selfishly. I think and I know that the PGA Tour is the, is the best place to play in the world. And, um, you know, it's just the, the decision is theirs. And uh, it is what it is, but I just I wish that it would take away or I wish it wouldn't be taking away from the great storylines and things that are going on on a tour that's been around for a very long time and, can, and is in the, one of the best places it's ever been. And, um, it, you know, it's just a bummer that those guys won't be a part of it. That's JT, PGA champ, JT, Justin Thomas, played at the University of Alabama from Louisville, speaking his mind on the LIV. I don't know if you guys had heard that uh, those comments before. Um, Lars, I'll start with you. That's very Justin Thomas, isn't it? Because he yeah. spoke a lot of truth in the way some people are really feeling. Uh, and then, you know, he, he allowed for people to make their own decisions. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so as of right now, uh, some of the biggest names to join the the Live Tour, and that means that most likely they're going to be out of the majority of the PGA Tour events, although I think they can still play in the majors. But uh, Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, uh, Taylor Gooch, and then just yesterday it was reported that Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are going to be joining the uh, the rival tour uh, just because there's so much more money there. So much more money there. And uh, Phil Mickelson met with reporters yesterday, and it was interesting. He was up on the dais uh, at, uh, in, in England uh, before the event uh, the, this week, this weekend uh, over there, uh, the first uh, uh, live golf event. And uh, it was interesting. Like, Mickelson, he was on the dais with Justin Harding uh, and two other 
golfers. But the first 26 questions from reporters were directed at Mickelson. This is the first time that he had spoken in, in about four months publicly. But it, Nicholson wasn't wearing any Callaway, wasn't wearing any uh, Workday uh, gear, no KPMG or any of the other brands that, that Nicholson has been associated with in his 32 years because they all, they all left him. Uh, he was dressed in black, aviator sunglasses, sported a trimmed beard, completely different look than we've ever seen from Phil. But, uh, you know, he was still expressive and he was outspoken and, um, you know, but he also was there were, when he was asked about the PGA tour and was he suspended because of his gambling and, and because of, uh, I mean, and, 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 and Phil has admitted now that he needed to change his gambling behavior because it was going to break him financially, which is astounding given how much money he has made uh, in his career. But um, the guy likes to the guy likes to gamble. But um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, golf is at a real crossroads right now, and uh, it reminds me a little bit of when the the, the first incarnation of the USFL getting all these marquee guys, you know, Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie, Mike Rozier, uh, Jim Kelly, to come to the USFL, and would that diminish the NFL at all? And I, I think there was – I remember being a young kid when that was going on, the lawsuit, and uh, I was scared because I didn't want the USFL to succeed because I wanted just all the best players in one place, and now we're not going to have that uh, in golf. And uh, – you know where do we go from here? I don't know. I mean, Dustin Johnson also, as uh, as uh, Justin Thomas alluded to, is now he he resigned his PGA Tour. And he, apparently, he's never going to play in the PGA Tour again. Maybe I have that wrong, but it would only be the majors. Um, golf, like I said, golf is in a state of transition right now. And and, and Brittany, I, I don't know if you have any 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 take on this or just sort of what's happening in the world of golf. I mean, I, well, I was just looking at this, and it says that that the, the they paid him two hundred million dollars to join. Yep, that's the word. <laughs> so if he if he gamble, you know, if he had a gambling problem and he was constantly in trouble with the PGA, and and I mean, clearly this is a well, in my opinion, clearly this is a money decision. Like, here's yeah. a league that accepts him, wants his name. They're using him; he's using them. Like he, you know, if he's gambled his money away, he needs money. They need his name. It's it's a perfect match, but it's per- a perfect match because he's basically not welcome in the other league. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important to note that um, these guys will probably not end up playing in the PGA as a major. Now, the other three are not sanctioned by the PGA. Uh, it's the USGA and then the British tournament uh, and the Masters. They're they're not a PGA event, so I don't know how they're going to deal with that, but. And, and Lars, I understand because I thought the same thing about the XFL, excuse me, the USFL and the NFL. But there is a huge elephant in the room. I wouldn't, not necessarily that terminology, but there's the fact that this is being funded by Saudi Arabia. By the Saudi uh, government. By the Saudi yeah. government, which is evil. And I don't care if it's 200 million, 125 million, and it really burns me that, that I mean, Dustin, uh, that uh, Justin, that Dustin is saying that he's doing it for his family. He wants to do something for his family? Don't do it. Yeah, show, if you, show us you've got some 
pride and you're not going to let human rights be destroyed in another country yeah, and you're not going to support it by going over there and playing don't give credibility to the saudi government and uh, phil was asked about the washington post reporter jamal Khashoggi, uh who was assassinated by agents of the saudi government in 2018 and phil just said i'm certainly aware of what happened and i think it's terrible and then to refuse to expound, expound beyond that um, trying to turn attention back to the the tournament he was representing, but you know it, it, it's they're it, 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 to me it's like they're taking blood money, they're taking they're, they're taking blood money, and um, it's just uh, I don't know. He's quoted here as saying, "I've said and done a lot of things that I regret." As they're asking him questions about joining this league, I'm like, "So you're going to add one more?" <laughs> right, right, great <laughs> point, um, Brittany. Ding. Yes. It, it, it concerns me greatly. And um, here's, here's the question is, I, I guess, kind of a sideline, but is golf that big? I mean, uh, all the tournaments aren't being played in Saudi, obviously, because the first one's in London, near London. Right. right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're being played all they're around being, the world. They're being played all over. Yeah. And, and, um, and I just, guess. I think it shows you how much money the Saudi Arabian government uh, has. But if you buy a ticket to the tournament in London, are, are you in line supporting Saudi Arabia, the government? Or you just want to go see DJ play? Uh, if you're a fan, I think you're just going to see the golfers. You can't, you can't, uh, you, you can't blame golf fans for going. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a really good question. I haven't really thought about that, but, um, I mean, are the players giving their tacit endorsement of the Saudi government by participating in this and taking money essentially directly from the Saudi government, which we know is a horrible human rights record. And like I said, they assassinated a Washington uh, Post reporter, horrible record uh, uh, against uh, uh, gays. And uh, it's just a, a repressive regime that stands for everything that we despise in the United States. It goes against all of uh, the ideals of democracy and freedom and freedom of expression and, uh, you know, uh, respect for life and, uh, you know, freedom to uh, the First Amendment, freedom to, uh, like I said, express. But, yeah, it's uh, I I think golf is in in a bad place right now. And uh, it's surprising to me that, that Phil Mickelson chose to be the face of live golf and i think it is goes back to the gambling debts that he has accrued he's paying it off he's just uh, what uh, he's uh, using uh, the money for it, it it feels like it i mean i i don't i can't imagine him being in financial peril right now but um maybe did he get help for his gambling addiction because that doesn't just go away. That, so. I, that I don't know. Did you? No, it was all, it was all, it was all kind of just, uh, you know, it was, it, it, at first it was just sort of sort of funny. Like he would do, you know, the, these little, just gambling on uh, with, uh, who was it, Gary McCord, right? Uh, on on uh, a putt that he would have, a 10, 10 footer or, or whatever. Or on 10 cup. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm didn't they like, bet on 10 cup? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yes, um, but I'm going to show my ignorance here. Uh, does does Saudis play golf? They, like, uh, are there golf? Places? I have a great line, but I'd I'd get okay. out of here. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll tell you the break. <laughs>
which we need to take a break. When we come back, <laughs> I got a question for Lars concerning this entire issue. Yo, it's National Friendship Day. Aww. Be nice. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times, a few passing showers and strong thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88, the low tonight, 70. Tomorrow and Friday, partly sunny both days with widely scattered showers and storms. Highs between 87 and 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Give them a blank canvas and they just go. That's all. It is National Friendship Day, right, Brittany? It is. Yay to all of our friends. Who's the first friend you remember having in your life? Me? You were really, really tight. Like when you were like four or five. Okay, this is is going to be so, like, cliche and weird, but my best friends that I had at four and five are my best friends today. Like, there's a group of four of us that became best friends in kindergarten. Brandy, Tiffany, and Nicole. They live in Baton Rouge, Hattiesburg, and St. Louis, Missouri. And we've all been best friends ever since. I know, isn't that weird? How often do you talk to them? We we have a group text that's that's a daily deal. Uh Yeah. Do y'all ever deal. do like we the beach or the mountain trip? trip? We go yeah. on a girls trip to the beach every single summer, the same week in July. We've done it for 25 years. I am so We've glad I asked. We one time, and it was because we were all pregnant at the same time. That's absolutely awesome. You were all awesome. pregnant at the same time? Isn't that weird? That is really My weird. daughter and my best friend Tiffany's daughter, Tatum and Kennedy, are best friends, too. We're like taking it. It's generational now. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's amazing. We all went to different colleges. We all support different. Like it's it's just random how tight we are. That's, uh, we stayed that way. That's great stuff. I know. See, you, how about you? You remember uh, anybody when you were? Uh... Yeah, I, I, his name's Ted Wright. He lives in Lincoln, and uh, we are still extremely close, and we talk a lot. And uh, it's funny, like the my yeah my closest friends, like you, Tiffany, are not from college or grad school or. You know, uh, spending all those years in New York, it goes all the way back to when I was seven, eight years old, and we all really reconnected post college, right? And and going back for like high school reunions, and yeah. I mean, I would take a high school reunion over a college reunion any day. Oh yeah, and I and I loved I loved college. I had such a good time, but. My college friends have kind of we've all kind of drifted yeah. apart a little yeah. bit. I don't really have any college. Well, my my roommate, my college roommate, uh, actually Brooks Donald. Is knows Tim Brando, and I should have brought that up, but she's the head coach at Louisiana Monroe, head women's basketball coach. She was my college roommate, but she's kind of like my only college friend. How about you, Matt? Are your closest friends from your ch- early childhood? They're, uh, they're a mixture, and then some that I've met in the business. I've got broadcast buddies that uh, I got one lives in Panama City that we can call and talk to each other on the phone and not say anything because we both know what we're thinking. I mean, it, it's yeah. that. I mean, it, you got friends like that? Okay. I mean, they finish your sentences. It's, it's eerie, but... I, I was, oh. My closest friend is really my brother, Eric, who lives yeah. in uh, D.C. I mean, we talk five times a week, you know, uh, checking in on each other, just making sure everything's... Like talk or text? Are you a talker talk, or are you a yeah. texter? Okay. Uh, I text I like with you. I, I talk. hate talking on the phone. <laughs> I, know. I hate it so much. You are... That's a, you're a is texter. that a generational thing? But, I guess. No? 
But there's some people that I hate texting and I want to talk to them. And then there's some people that I just would prefer to text. I don't really like talking on the phone. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe so, it's based on the person. If it gets lengthy. So what do you and your girlfriends like to talk about? Wait a minute, Lars. No. I want to. I want to. I want to get on the inner circle here. What, what well, are? What so, are? What are? Uh, you know, what are women complaining? What, what are you guys? What, when you guys get together, oh. do you do all the talk about the things that we fear as men? We Absolutely. fear that you guys are talking about. Absolutely. See, they're all married though. I'm not. So they. It's a. It's a. It's a husband dump. I mean, you know, it's a lot of complaining about the husband, and 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 I sit back and think, like, praise the Lord, I don't have one of those, and you know, and I we listen. Tell us how you, you heard it here. We listen, uh, yeah, yeah, but that's a lie. I kind of do want one of those sometimes, but but you know, and it's a lot of about our children and what they're going through. We all have middle school. We all have children that are going into high school, so it's that fear of like what's really going on with our kids and. And we'll start to, it's funny, we'll start to talk about our kids and like we're scared of what they're doing. And then we'll be like, but wait a minute, remember what we were doing yeah. <laughs> when we were that age? Because we were all friends when we were that age. So we have to remind each other that, you know, we did some stuff too. It's fun. We look back at old boyfriends and old, you know, guys that we liked and we'll find up pictures of them now and like who's aged the worst competition type thing. <laughs> Something tells me really none fun. of you. Do you do guy trips? No, I don't either. Uh, you know, wait, I mean, uh, I did it did when I was a lot, wait, lot, lot, lot younger. My, my brother and I will go to uh, a football game a year. We'll, we'll meet for a game. Yeah, yeah game. but you're not going to the beach for a week. No, and drinking every not, seltzer. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a beach guy. I don't like the oh, beach. Anymore. Oh, that's Man. right. Are you? Oh, I love the beach. He's anti-beach like, all day, every day. Go out at 10 and a.m. Don't go back in until like 6:30. So that trip with my girlfriends is the only time I allow myself to eat cheese puffs. I will literally sit on the beach and eat an entire bag of cheese puffs so out of the bag. The first time, the first time uh, my brother and I went to Panama City Beach after being there for like three days, he looks at me and he said, well, now we know where the garbage man goes for vacation. Oh, uh, there goes our sponsorship on the panhandle. Uh, I will say this, though. Panama City is a little bit different than, <laughs> yeah, we don't than, go there. The, than what I call the Emerald Coast, although Pen- Panama City is a part of that. Yeah. When you go to 30A, Destin, all the way to Fort Morgan, that's a special kind of place. And if your impression of the beach is based on that, then we need to take you, uh, what, Carib, Cobalt, oh, Dinner? Oh, Cobalt. Oh. Cobalt's my favorite, one of my favorites. Yeah. So good. Live out, music. I used to hang out at Carib a whole lot. Yeah. And then this uh, Ivan came along. Yeah. It's a long, very painful story. All right. I'm going to ask you these questions, and this is totally off of what we were just talking about with friendship. But based on the uh, LIV deal, if they offered either one of y'all. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> to be their beat golf reporter. Means you sending out the press releases, you're sending out features. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And they're going to pay you ten million dollars a year just for that. Yes or no? Lars Anderson. Yes. I'm. I. I wouldn't feel good about it, but the money is too good, and it, that is a generational money that could provide for not just my kids, but my kids' kids, their kids. You invest it the right way. I would do it. 
Wow, but we're going to sit here and beat up those that did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, That's we why so it makes rent I'm just being honest. I, and I, I appreciate would, it. I would yeah. probably take yeah. the money. I think I would try to leverage it to get another deal. Like leverage that offer to get another deal, but it's if a I business didn't, person, who yeah, for a three zero, I would try to get eleven million with someone else. Very but if I, I do it for half for the PGA, it, right? And yeah. then they get a victory because they pull you away, yeah. from the evil LIV, and then you get half. You know, you that's get right. half, which is not good. Would I'd you, like to say would I would. I don't think I would, but that's a lot easier to say now that I'm standing up here on my morals than if. It were presented to me. Yeah. You know, I. <laughs> well, you know, and you, I you really can kinda, would. You can kind of spin it too. It's like you know, uh, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, and can you affect change in the Saudi world? If there. You yeah, there you are, go. There you if go. you are a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And if you yeah. are, uh, especially if you're a. a, a writer or a TV person, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you try to influence the behavior See, of that yeah. government? I like that claim. And here's the other spin. More than I do, I'm doing it for my family. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Justin Thomas, no. Because I'm already making really good money yeah. in the PGA. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm Phil Mickelson and I'm making nothing, then, you know, that's a different $200 million. Dollars. Uh, but it's easy to sit here and make the judgments. I'm speaking for myself. In Homewood, Alabama, well, on yeah. a rainy Wednesday afternoon. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, when we get back, Alex is going to join us with a couple of topics that uh, we probably haven't brought up. And uh, we'll continue. The Jay Barker Show, it's Matt Coulter, Brittany, and Lars all in the house. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205 205- 
909-7373 and schedule an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterc. Letter O. You just call on me, brother, when you need a hand. We all need somebody to lean on. I just might have a problem Still, with understand. We all need that song goes all the way back to my to high school days. So that means it outdates all the Anyway. It is a National Friendship Day. Matt Coulter, along with Brittany Wagner and Lars Anderson, and uh, our intern, who many of you have heard from before, Alex Bauman, is with us as well. And I kind of asked him, if you will, Lars, like homework. I uh, asked him to try and dig up a story every once in a while that perhaps we've not brought up. And because of the nature of the show and some of the topics that we hit, I didn't bind him uh, to sports only. So with that intro... Alex, by the way, is a UAB broadcast student. What, what do you have for us today? Uh, according to CNN, Winnie's going to start offering a new flavor of Frosty Strawberry this week. No, boo. Oh, I'm all about it. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, I love, stra- I love strawberry ice cream. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, well, what about you? I'm a big strawberry guy. So you, you're, you're excited. Your thumbs up. Lars? Uh, I like the traditional frosty. It uh, it it's uh, the taste of it. I love how taste 
sends you back in time. Yeah. Right? And it just reminds me of uh, being little because I, oh, I was obsessed with Frosties growing up. And, and they taste the same now as they did 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a blizzard girl. Did you ever uh, yeah. stuff in my ice cream? you ever cream? Dump your, dunk your french fries <laughs> yeah. no pun in intended. the frosty? Dunk your french fries in a frosty? Yeah. No. Ew, oh, no. It's, I've seen a lot of people do it. It's not me either. Evidently, Alex, you dunk your french fries. Done it before. Yeah. It, really? absolutely, I know how it sounds. I've done it before. It really is not that bad. I think we did it with a different shake. Maybe it was crystal in their fries or something like that when I was in high school. I wouldn't do it except maybe once. But Now uh, I feel the need. Uh, you need you, to try are you going to dump your fries in the strawberry one? Or do no, you only dump? Why? Uh, don't mix. Do, uh, vanilla. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Vanilla. Good. Um, I'm seeing that uh, Josh has already found this. Um, it's one that I will have to, uh, I'll have to go try. But they have their dollar versions of it. So I'll, I'll, I'll start there because I'm real picky <laughs> about my strawberry. All right. As long as we're on it. Favorite kind of ice cream? Lars. Oh man, uh, I'm vanilla. Really? Yeah, vanilla. I and I try not to think of myself as a vanilla personality. <laughs> you person. don't need to think of yourself. You're not a vanilla person. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, what about yeah, you? You know, you know, vanilla wasn't introduced as a frosty flavor until 2006. Yeah, it was chocolate. It was always chocolate. Yeah, it was Dave Thomas. He he thought that pure chocolate would. Uh, um, Oh, it was, sorry. It was light chocolate. The original flavor was light chocolate, and that was actually a combination of chocolate and vanilla okay. because Dave Thomas thought that if it was just pure chocolate, it would overwhelm the taste of the restaurant's hamburgers. And then in yeah. 2006, they decided to add vanilla. Okay. But I, I, I love that yeah, because that, that's what gave the Frosty the unique taste because it was that combo of, of chocolate and it vanilla. Was, and it was lighter in color, correct? Because yes. I guess as a result of that. Alex, what's your favorite ice cream? Cookie dough. Mm. God, that's my mm. daughter's, too. It's just almost too sweet for me. No, I like any ice cream that has, like, chunks of stuff in it. Like peach? No. Ew. <laughs> not fruit. <laughs> like, like candy. Like, <laughs> like oh. Snickers or, or cookie dough and or Oreos. Are. Like a cookies and cream, you know, like stuff. You're a, you are really are a blizzard person. Yes. Moose tracks. I, I, I like love moose tracks. It's like, so good. Uh, Oreos. Is oh, that the kind of stuff absolutely. you like in there? The Snickers and stuff? Yeah. Candy, cookies. Not fruit. No fruit, please. Uh, I'm a big fruit guy. Strawberry, peach. Mm. Uh, I love that. I, I like Neapolitan. Does anybody like that? Oh, I used to eat that as a kid. Yeah. The strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Did, do you have another topic? I do. All right. Uh, the Bears lost an uh, OTA practice session because they violated the CBA live contact rules. Uh, the first-year coach, Matt Eberflus, uh, they had live contact practice last month, and the NFL decided to they discipline. Uh, they what, what do you do? They just, they just lost a practice session. Lars, you can't hit in the NFL. Did you know that? <laughs> Did they I not don't... know that? Basically, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, it'd be interesting to go back and if there's footage of that practice session, what constitutes hitting. I mean, they're certainly, they're not in pads. Um, so, you know, one person's definition of hitting may be different than another person's definition when you're not in pads. But apparently the NFL, I, you know, that's a, just a slap on the wrist, not a big deal here in the not summer months. Um, I don't know. It, it's weird if you grew up in my era. To think of any 
practice day without hitting. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I would say hitting in general in the NFL has been reduced by what fifty percent uh, in the last twenty years, uh, based on the fact that you don't go in pads very much during the season. Uh, not a lot, and there's no contact uh, in the off season in in the uh, OTAs, and um, you know certainly the quarterback doesn't get hit. Uh, really not even in the preseason. So, you know, you're just trying to minimize uh, the potential for danger and, and all that. But then you can make the counter argument, well, because the body's not being conditioned to being hit, it could lead to, lead to more injuries. But um, would you go to the practices at last chance you? I did. Sometimes. Oh, I didn't day, go to all of them. Day. But I would. A lot of times that was the only, like if I had to tell the whole team something, that was the easiest thing to do is to go out to practice yeah. and be like, hey, coach, can I have a minute after practice is over? And then the whole team would be there. Or if I was having trouble getting a guy, because, you know, when the academic counselor is blowing your phone up you, and you know you've done something wrong, you ignore her. And so it would, sometimes it would be the only way I could, like, get a guy is attention, you know, is to take him off the practice field. And I mean, I'd just walk on the field and be like, Hey, you come with me. And then, so you were constantly dealing with very high level college football coaches, head coaches. Yeah. Were most of them, uh, well, I, you you know, I gotta be, I gotta tap dance around this a little bit, but, uh, were most of them sort of, uh, uh, pillars of integrity, or <laughs> did they? Uh, did, was it? Uh, I you. Did you I find? You. I don't care if we're on you, camera or not. Did you find? Uh, did you find that some of them were less than honorable? Yes, I would say a lot of them. <laughs> Whoa! Is there a way that you can describe one particular coach in general terms? <laughs> we got to watch his name. Seriously, we have to watch what we're p- putting up on video here. I'm not kidding. Yeah, don't. I'm don't. not. At all. Don't put video up. Thank you, right guys. Now. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help Brittany out. Uh, yeah. While Lars continues to, to push reel this me subject, in. even though, well, even yeah. Though. I mean, look, we would have we would have players that would have multiple offers on the table. Um, you know, and there's a lot of that goes on in, in when when there's multiple offers on the table. There's a lot of bargaining and such, um, and sometimes strong arming. Uh, you know, with these guys. And so, yeah, we had a, a particular very high-level Power 5 coach that basically told one of our players if he went on another visit to a school that he deemed lesser than his program that he was going to pull his offer. And I called his bluff and told him that on the phone. Like, well, in very uh, blue language, in a very, in a very, I have to. <laughs> Shame on you, you coach. Know? I know. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I I kind of called his bluff and and went at him a little bit and, and for all in the because the idea of the was player. like if if uh, if it got out there that the player was taking a visit to this other school that the the the, the power five coach what he thought was the upper level if it got out there it'd be like oh wait like it doesn't look good for us that we're offering you if you're going to go take a look at this school right which is ridiculous like and if you're that good and my point to this coach was well if you're 
who you're saying, if, if that's your argument, then let him go on the visit because oh, yeah. he, he's not going to be won over by this school that you think is so much beneath you. Have confidence in your exactly. own school, for goodness I just, that, exactly. that really is disgusting because it's like you're limiting the opportunities of a player. And why wouldn't you want a player to take all five visits? Like, why wouldn't you want him to do his research and due diligence and know that that's the program he wants to play for? And, and that's why we have this transfer portal right now that's full because we don't allow the kids to take the five visits to really make an informed decision about where they want to go and then they're there and they're there through good and bad because we're forcing kids you know we're strong arming and we're we're one-upping each other and offering people a freaking bentley and 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 then they don't like they get there and it's like well the minute that they're not happy or they're not getting their way they jump and ship so where did that player end up going to the because of the lesser school because he saw a side of that coach that he was like i don't want to play for a guy like that like i don't want to play for a guy that thinks he owns me in that way like i want to play for a guy that i can be free and and play you know not have that be that uptight how, about playing for this how, man. How commonplace is behavior like that on the Very part of the coach? Very common. Really? Yeah. From major? Yes. Wow. All right. <laughs> Lars, you roped her into it. But hey, you, did so, you yeah. did so very diplomatically. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It was good. Yeah. And as and always, we, Brittany. But I think it's just so revealing, you know, because most of us don't have access to the world that you lived in for a long time. And, uh, the fact that you you saw these coaches, their their true character. Yeah, and some but, of them look. They're not, you know, some of them are great. Like, and and, and they're human. So obviously, you know, they're they're human and make mistakes and do things probably that they aren't proud of. But um, but then there were some that just that was that seemed to be who they were. <laughs> huge story involving huge money. Uh, it's, uh, we've kind of saved it for last. That's coming up on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times, a few passing showers and strong thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 88, the low tonight, 70. Tomorrow and Friday, partly sunny both days with widely scattered showers and storms. Highs between 87 and 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. So glad, Brittany, that you brought up National Friendship Day. I know, me too. Good theme for the day, light and fuzzy. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure Joe Gaither back at our studios at 100.9 FM in Tuscaloosa Tide. Uh, he's been loving it. Good, I'm I mean, glad. He's, been, he's, he's done a great, great job, job. Of, uh, of playing those songs. Um, I'm sure most of you have read that uh, Walmart has purchased the Denver Broncos. For four point six five billion, it's billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a group headed by Walmart heir Rob Walton, his daughter, and her husband. And um, you know, the previous high was uh, or the team record uh, for most paid for an NFL franchise 
before this was back in 2018, and that was the Carolina Panthers for $2.3 billion. Uh, the most paid previously for a North American sports franchise was in 2020 uh, when Steve Cohen purchased the New York Mets for $2.47 billion. So this almost, uh, you know, it's almost double of what has been uh, the highest highest purchasing price for a franchise. And, and Denver has had, a, they've done really well. I mean, Pat Bolin was the, the previous owner, uh, rest in peace. And uh, the Broncos had more Super Bowl appearances during his tenure as owner. I think he became owner in 84. And they had seven Super Bowl appearances, and they didn't, they had more Super Bowl appearances than losing records. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how, how that, uh, how that transpire or how that uh what this change in ownership will impact the sort of on-field well, product uh, a, a candid note will this affect la raiders las vegas raiders fans will they stop shopping at walmart okay <laughs> so one thing you got to think about the other is in 1973 the most valuable franchise in all of sports was the new york yankees anybody want to take a guess on what their value was in 1973 Mm. Nothing close to four billion. Nothing so, uh, close to four billion. Let's say two million. Ten. Ten. Not a bad guess. What are wow. they? What are they worth now? Uh, th- this says almost three billion, but I would think if the Broncos are worth four point six, the Yankees would you say <laughs> Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, Yankees would be Cowboys. first. Probably, probably Yankees. Cowboys if they're would worth be it, way up there. Like eight. I'd say almost twice what. Red Sox. Yeah. yeah. I mean, worldwide. Uh, Golden State? So apparently yeah. the 76 owner, Josh Harris, was the one that kept raising the bid to four points. Ah. He was trying to buy it, and he said he ended up, he said he would have paid $5 billion for it, but he ended up opting out because he knew that they would, that he, he assumed that Walton Penner would just keep going higher, and he, he just didn't even want to get in the back and forth with it. Do you know what uh, Walton's net worth is? Oh, is it a trillion? Forbes has it as fifty nine billion. Fifty nine billion. That's a that's a ways from a trillion, but yeah, uh, I don't know why I said <laughs> that. But um you know fifty nine billion. That's a lot of money. 50. And they live in Arkansas, right? I mean that goes a long way in Arkansas. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Just hey, saying. Hey, hey, hey. My birthplace. <laughs> My little piggy. Hey, I'm from Mississippi. I hey, can say stuff like that. You know what? You're absolutely right. I'm glad that you brought that up. How now, tired are you now that you live in Alabama uh, of people saying, well, at least there's at Mississippi. Least there's Mississippi, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but you moved Not up. Not as tired I mean, as I am be... of people saying something else. Starts with an R. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that word. All right. Speaking of the state, the Magnolia State, baseball. Shout you got a great out. story we're going to uh, wrap up with. Yeah, shout out to USM, base, Southern Mississippi Baseball. They beat LSU. Uh, it was back and forth. LSU won the first game, put Southern Miss in the loser's bracket. They had to win three games in 30 hours in order to make it to the Super Regional, and they did it. So they had the they had back and forth, back and forth. It was 8-7 in the ninth. And actually, Mike Bianco's son was at the plate with bases loaded. The LSU had opportunity to go up. They strike him out, win the game. Um, they fans stay in the stadium for an hour after the game, celebrating the win. Uh, just a, it was just a good feel good underdog story there. Southern Miss wins. Now Ole Miss actually plays them in the Super Regional, but they play them at Southern Miss, which I, again I just think that's amazing. The underdog gets the opportunity to host. 
their longtime coach, Corky Palmer, who coached Southern Miss baseball for a very long time, um, apparently had just had a massive stroke. And so he was listening to the game from his hospital bed, which that visual just gives me goosebumps. So, yeah, proud of them. That's an awesome job. And proud of the state of Mississippi in baseball. We're crushing it. Except for your alma mater. Well, except uh, last year a, we won the Natty, yeah, so you, we get a break. coming off a Natty. Sure you do. <laughs> we get a you break. Get a, you, well, you get a break just simply because it's Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> what was it like uh, living out. in Starkville? I liked Starkville. Starkville is totally different now than it was when I was in school there. I mean, when I was in school there, you know, it was like every other small college town. There was nothing. But now it's a really fun place. I mean, there, it's there's a, a lot to do and a lot of, you know, bars and restaurants and really good food there. Uh, it's, it's a, What's it's the a history place. of the cowbell? History of the cowbell is supposedly that uh, a cow wandered onto the football field back in the day. And I think we were playing Auburn, actually. And Auburn fans started making fun of us and mooing because we had to take <laughs> time kind of the kettle, isn't it? to get the cow <laughs> off the field. And so we went back and we're like, that's the last time you'll make fun of us. And so there we took their mooing and we the next year when we played them we the mississippi state fans showed up with cowbells and rang them out of the stadium well, and, and mississippi state is predominantly an ag school anyway we right? are yeah, yeah. yeah it is uh so loud with those cowbells it's disorienting it's amazing i mean well i don't think it's amazing i think <laughs> i, I find like it highly it. annoying i don't like it but, but <laughs> it's almost like you need earplugs I, and I, and it, but it does give uh mississippi state a distinct home Where field advantage it? Get, give right it a ring here. here go ahead Oh, that's right. And that, is, that is just barely, that's barely, barely shaking. It. Wait till, yeah, it's, it's if awesome. If you crank that up, it's, it's ear shattering. Yeah. My daughter got her very own cowbell last year for her birthday. It's like a rite of passage when you're a Mississippi State fan. Like you, you get the, you buy the stickers and you decorate it, and it's like a thing. That's something to hang your horns on. <laughs> Whew. Uh, well, all right. That is. I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, you just... decorate your own cowbell. Yes, it's like a well, well, when I was little, special. when I was growing up, uh, my mother, uh, you know, I'd be six, seven years old out playing in the neighborhood, and it's dinner time. What does she do? She goes outside and rings a cowbell, and you could hear it all yeah. throughout the neighborhood. And it's like, oh, you every, know. everybody knows that Lars's uh, mom's has, has dinner, <laughs> so I had to leave. So, yeah, she would ring the cowbell, and I'd come coming, See. come running. My dad used to whistle. Yeah. Really, really loud. So we knew. To get you to come home? Yeah, and he had a certain whistle because I think there were other fathers that whistled their kids home, too. So you had to have a defining whistle. That's the Coulter. That's not the Woodruffs. And here's the Smiths. So anyway, um, good good deal. And, and yeah. um, I spent a lot of time in Hattiesburg. You ever been to the Purple nice Parrot? Place. I absolutely have been to the Purple <laughs> Parrot. So is Brett Favre. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Apparently>. um, <laughs> So was a lot of the people that I used to travel with <laughs> often. And it had, it had like, there was the purple parrot, but then there was like a rest. It wasn't like three bars in one or something. Yeah. One of them was like a good restaurant. Though. Yeah. It went, and it did, was pretty good. One of them had good. like really good food. The other. Yeah. The other was. Not for, so much. And my goodness. Yeah. What they say about Mississippi co-eds is absolutely true. I know that's not politically correct, but it is absolutely true. All Thank right. you. Uh, well, that, <laughs> Well, he was talking about Ole Miss co-ed. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Tiffany. That's ho- Very, <laughs> Tiffany? Who's Tiffany? Uh, uh, <laughs> Brittany. Uh-oh. Oh, my god. Everybody gosh. say we'll happy, happy, happy friendship day. <laughs> happy friendship day. Happy. Hi, this is Wes McClellan.